by John Ray Wilson. Today, the name of the game is the 22-23 Western Conference Preview. UWA season upon us starting Tuesday, October 18th. And, you know, can't be a basketball podcast without previewing the NBA season. So we're going to start with the West on this episode, and our next episode will be the East. So let's just jump into it. Why don't we start with the, the nitty-gritty, get to the contenders in the West. So, Mir, who, who do you think has a shot at actually holding the flurry out? Well, I like to use a common term. It is very, very wide open. I think that the Western Conference has many, many contenders, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, it, it can span from we've got Golden State, got Denver. You've got the Clippers, who who is my personal favorite right now to take the West. Uh, we, we've got... We've got an interesting team in Minnesota. Dallas is interesting. You've always got Phoenix in there. So I, I would say that there's about, but like, I mean, ultimately, like from the teams that it really comes down to and teams that I don't have any, like I, I have questions about every team, but the teams that I question less is Denver. Dallas, Golden State, and Memphis right now. So it's those teams, it's those five right there that I really don't that I have questions, huh? You're not putting the Clippers in that group? Clippers, yes, I'm sorry. Six, six, six. Yes. Woo! How could I forget? Yes. The Clippers, the, the Clippers, Grizzlies. Mavericks, Suns, Golden State Warriors, and I'm missing somebody. Nuggets. Yep. Okay. Yeah, those are the teams that I, I'm like are like are a sure bet to at the very least contend and compete for a championship in the in the Western Conference. Okay. I like that. See, it's, it is very wide open, but I try to be a bit more um conservative i like to i separated mine like tears and all that i just i just like how i can do it but for me the contenders i limit, limited it to clippers warriors and nuggets although of course the sun i just took the suns yes they're great but there's just a lot of uh you know chemistry issues that that needs to be worked out at this point dallas is again the Luca show not on talent uh, Grizzlies, they're starting off with a Jaron Jaren Jackson injury. We'll see how things go, but it's just like a lot of teams around them got better, and they their only path to getting better is like internal growth, I guess. And they lost a couple key players. And Timberwolves, I low key like this Timberwolves team, but get to see what it looks like. But yeah, I don't know. Clippers are my favorite as well. You got to put the Warriors in there. They just won the chip. Although they're also starting off with some some uh, some turmoil as well, apparently. With the Draymond Green, let's just do what he do. <laughs> and the Nuggets also look really good to me. Their offense is gonna be great, just again, you know, year after year for them, it's a matter of can their defense hold up. No, but they have Michael Porter Jr. back and Jamal Murray back. So those three teams and the Clippers, like I forgot to move. 
break them down quickly. The Clippers, you know, Kawhi and Paul George are back. Again, with them, the question is, will those two be healthy enough to actually make a complete playoff run? So, with all, all these teams have questions and what-ifs and things to consider, but I just think the Clippers, Nuggets, and Warriors are the strongest of the Western Conference teams. And I, you know, I know we'll shortly jump into the other teams, so I'll save, save my uh, thoughts on them for a little, for a little bit later. Now, I mean, I guess just kind of breaking these teams down further a little bit. When we talk about Golden State and, you know, the, the quote-unquote turmoil, uh, you know, obviously, if, if, you, if you follow sports at all, you know that, uh, that, that Jordan Poole got the, the life knocked out of him by Draymond Green in a video. That was, it was bad. It was pretty bad. He, like, cock, cocked back and everything. It was, it was, it was bad. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was terrible. And I think that honestly, they are going to get through it. I think that it's going to, is it something that is going to make things awkward? And is it something that they're going to have to discipline Draymond for and whatnot? Of course it is. 100%. But teammates fight. Coaches fight players, et cetera, all the time. And they will work it out. I think that by the end of the season, they'll look back at it as something that I guess maybe even brought them closer. Who knows? <laughs> and it might be hard for some people to imagine that, especially if you watch the video, because it, it was it was rough. But I like what Golden State did in the offseason. They they added Dante DeVincenzo, which was a good move. And and also they they should finally be getting back James Wiseman, Moses Moody, and Jonathan Kaminga, along with James Wiseman, should probably be getting bigger roles this year. So that'll be interesting to see with them. I I, I like Golden State for obvious reasons. I think that they they have great experience and they've you know they've won championships four championships within the past 10 years so it's you know you know it's pretty self-exclamatory the only question i really have for the clippers if i'm being completely honest well i have two questions one what john wall are we getting like what what what, what will john wall bring mm-hmm. and two Big man rotation. Like it's looking like Zubak right now, but it's like Zubak is a is definitely a serviceable big man and against most players and against most teams and in specific situations. But like if they play an elite big, like for example, Jokic or somebody like that, they may have problems in the paint. So yeah, and like they, they can, you know, their small ball is extremely effective and they have the personnel to really run you off the floor with their small ball, especially if they're healthy. But just big man rotation is going to be a question mark for me there. Memphis, I don't think Jerry Jackson is going to kill them that much. I think that they'll figure it out as they have with every, you know, 
They 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 missed John Morant and still won like what twenty get twenty out of twenty two games or something like that last year. When John Morant was out, that's that is that is what I'm concerned about. You talking about the the defense? Yeah, he's the backbone of their defense. That's true. I understand that. I think they'll rally though. I think they'll find a way to rally. I believe it. And then you know next man next man up. I think that they will they will definitely work that out. And losing DeAnthony Melton was was wasn't the greatest for them, wasn't the greatest thing for them. But they added uh, Kenny Lofton Jr. They added David Roddy in the draft, so they're kind of just you know staying young. They added Danny Green. <laughs> Not really going to play much. Probably just going to sit on the bench and be just a. Uh, I guess a voice on the bench, a veteran presence, if anything. The Mavs are interesting. And you say the Luca show, but what I re- I really think that they've done a good job of expanding on this roster finally and actually giving him some sort of help. I I agree. I do think they got better. I do like the structure of what they have. I'll put it that way. I think certain players are a bit um, not inadequate, but certain players are a bit lacking. But they have a good structure for like what a good team around Luca could look like or should look like. They have those pieces there. I mean, we've seen that what they did last year. You know, they lost Brunson, which hurts, of course, but they replaced him with a quality big man and Christian Wood who can actually score. And then they're getting Tim Hardaway Jr. back, who was averaging like 17 for them prior to injury, so I expect them to be better than they were last year, but it's just it's just so many teams in the top, like, this year, like, it's just so, it's just so jumbled in the West right now, it's just hard to say, like, if you didn't get exponentially better, it's just hard to say whether or not things are going to, you know, whether or not you're going to improve on your previous season. I would, I would dare to say that they did, almost, because you lost 17, 17 to 18 a game with Jalen Brunson and basically pretty much got that back without having to give anything up with getting Tim Hardaway Jr. And then you add a big who can protect the rim. You add a big who can score and who is young. And also, they got JaVale McGee. Right. JaVale McGee has become a very underrated player. Like, he really doesn't add to a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, that big man rotation is going to be stout now. And, like, their guard rotation, strong. The only thing for me at this point, my only question mark now really is where is the production at the wing spot going to come from consistently? Like, Dorian Finney-Smith defensively is a solid presence. And you've got, you know, Reggie Bullock to shoot the ball, but, Will they get consistent presence from the wings as they will need to? And, I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. is a wing, but he's also more so a guard than he is a wing, like just a general guard. But we'll, we'll see, where, we'll, we'll see what it go, where it goes. Like, they're still – I guess they're still trying to fill, fill out this roster, but I, I like what they did there with the big man rotation. I think that they definitely solidified their big rotation with Bertons, Wood, uh Powell, Dwight Powell and JaVel McGee. I think that they have a strong big man rotation now. 
and a strong guard rotation as well. So I like that. And then with Phoenix, this is a team coming off of 60 wins and we're a game away from the conference finals. Like, I think people look at this Phoenix team and I think a big problem is that a lot of people see what happened to them last and like Luka Doncic literally having his way with them in their building. And so people kind of forget that they have Dario Saris, they got Landry Shamit, Campaign, Chris Paul, Cameron Johnson, Jay Crowder, Tory Craig, Mikel Bridges, Devin Booker, like De- De- DeAndre Ayton, obviously, Bismack Bayambo, who is a solid role player. Like they're not only top heavy with guys like Devin Booker, Ayton, and Chris Paul, but they have a great variety of role players that are solid and do their job. So they're they're probably the, one of the deeper rosters in the league still, and they're a team that can still win at a minimum of fifty games. Like so, I, I don't I don't see too much of an issue with them there. It's just about them performing in crunch time. Right. Yeah. Um, we do need to remember Jay Crowder is not going to be on the Suns eventually, but. That's right. Cam Johnson starting. Yeah, I do think Cam Johnson starting, as long as Cam Johnson can hold his own defensively, which he's shown, he can. I think that will honestly help them improve as a team and even become more dynamic. It's Jay Crowder, like, you know, to be fair, he's limited on offense. He is a streaky shooter, and all he does is catch and shoot. But Cam Johnson is a great shooter. And he can create more. So I think I think as long as he helps, as long as he limits or mitigates the loss in defense that they're gonna have from that that switch, I think they'll be a better team, at least a better starting vibe. It really de- really depends a lot on too what they get for Jay Carter, like how that situation plays out. Like what if they don't get anything at all, if he just doesn't play, you know. So yeah, the Suns they just have to. Not, not, that they have to, not that they have to prove themselves per se, but but like you said, what we saw last, like it didn't look too good. So just yeah, they, they just gotta they gotta show me that they are better than the Clippers and the Warriors and the Nuggets. It's just like all the other stuff aside, I just personally feel like those other teams are just more likely to win it all than the Suns, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I I understand that. And 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 what I will say too is that like to something that you to definitely consider they really need to prove it not just in the regular season but really in the playoffs because I think that what's going to happen is um because like for example, last year our last thoughts of them coming into the season was Giannis dropping 50 on them and them losing four straight games. Mm-hmm. And now we have them go up, what was it, 2-0, and then blow that lead and get get blown out at home in game seven. So I think that they're going to come out and I think that they should they should win a minimum of 55. 
And I think that they're going to still be a top three, like like top five, top three seed in the West. And I I think that they're gonna they're gonna compete. Like I, I definitely believe that the Phoenix Suns are at a minimum probably still a second round contending team. But it's just about can they take those steps to get back there? Because everybody knows who they are now and what they're capable of. So in year three of this, you know, this Chris Paul son's journey, let's see what they can do. I, I, I like them though. I think that there's I think that they'll definitely still be a fun team to watch. Yeah, for sure. I kind of want to transition to one team that we mentioned briefly and one team we haven't talked about yet, and that is the Pelicans and the Timberwolves. Both of those Pelicans, teams are super interesting. I've, the, you know, I've been, I've been clamoring for the Pelicans to be good. It's finally going to happen. There is no way that they aren't good. Now, there's a lot of questions in terms of, like, where exactly do they fit in in the top eight? Because, you know, a lot, there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of question marks like you don't know who's gonna be the first seed or they through the AC, like we just don't know. But you can kind of imagine who those teams are going to be. Not the Lakers, not the Kings, <laughs> but <laughs> not the Blazers, if we're if, if I'm being honest. Not those teams. So from there we can kind of figure it out. But the Pelicans can be can be like a home court team if everything shakes out. Or they could just be a playing team and get back in the playoffs that way. But they, I like what they have, bro. CJ, Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas. That's a solid five. They have some great bench pieces, too, like uh, Jose Alvarado, Trey Murphy, Larry Nance, Jackson Hayes, who, who apparently tore his UCL, which sucks. But it tore his UCL? UCL, yeah. Like, it was like... Oh. Know, report yesterday. Yeah, so I don't, I didn't, I don't know his timeline or anything, but I just saw the article briefly and went back to write my paper, so I didn't look too into it, but yeah. But yeah, like, you know, regardless, they have a solid team there. Devontae Graham, he's had some good moments on a couple of teams now. So, the Pelicans can be a really interesting team. And then also something that you didn't mention is Dyson Daniels, who they Oh, drive. right, right. That's that's uh six six guard. Right. Uh, ben Simmons build. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And uh Dyson, yeah, Dyson Daniels is another another dude who can come in and, and just be can be very effective. Like they, they got him eight, eighth overall, so mm-hmm. definitely gonna wanna give him some run. Yeah, they they might not give him that much run, but the fact that they have him is crazy. Like, as you said, they got a bunch of players like Jonas, Zion, Larry. Like they they're very deep. They're a very deep roster. And like for example, if they had Zion last year, they could have definitely gotten the playoffs and gone. Well, they did get in the playoffs, but they could have gone farther if they had Zion. So they are very much a team that is interesting and we just got to see how it all fits now. Right. That's really all it is. Like, how does it fit? Um, Cause they have, a, they essentially have a big three 
and it's just about who's getting the ball in what situations, how are they going to be playing off of each other and whatnot. And yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. I just, I, I just am very excited to see what they do. They have two of the best defenders in the league. If I'm being honest, like Jose Alvarado is a pest. And then Herb Jones is one of those lanky freak of nature, you know, instinct kind of defenders. Who's you know who's going to be around for a while? Yeah, definitely. They both have old old defense team potential. I would say Herb Jones is already at that point. Yes, that this defense really has nothing to play with. Like he ever gets get some creation ability on offense. Oh man, <laughs> like he's not too far off from of um Mikhail Bridges. I don't think. Yeah, if he if if he if he got. Like yeah, he he's already he's already approaching the realm of like a OG Ananobi, Mikael Bridges type with his range and wingspan and all that kind of stuff defensively. But yeah, like if he could ever you know put a put a handle behind that, as you said, and in a jumper, oh yeah, he'd be crazy. He'd be he, you know he, we'd be talking about another Jimmy Butler type kind of player, or right. yeah. So that yeah, I, I think that the sky is the limit for this team. Mm-hmm. It's and you even have experience with guys like Jonas Valanciunas and CJ McCollum. Right. So, and Willie Green coached the hell out this team last year. So I very much respect his coaching, and that's something that ultimately what I really think that these playoffs are going to really come down to this year, because I think talent punch, like, you know, the pound for pound, I think that everybody legitimately, like there's enough teams in the Eastern or Western conference to make it out the way. There's, there's about eight teams that if the coaching is right, they could go all the way. If I'm being honest. I feel if, if things break even in certain like yeah, if, if like, like, things break like, even. for the Pelicans, this Zion plays like how we all know he can, and he becomes like he just pops and pops out to the top ten players in the league list. Blah blah blah. Ingram being yeah, Ingram. not even not even not even that. Like if he if he does what he if he you know gets his normal numbers. Like if he did what he did the first couple seasons when he was playing in the the one season we did see him when he was averaging like twenty six and eight. Yeah, you add that to this roster, you add 26 and 8 to a team that was feisty and gave the Suns some problems last year. You know, despite the Booker injury, they still gave them problems. So, like, you add a guy, you add 26 and 8 to that, even 25 and 7. That's crazy. That's scary. Along with, along with the, you know, the addition of a Dyson Daniels, who was a top 10 pick. Uh, and along with the depth that they already have and Willie Green's coaching, that team is scary. That team is very scary. And that's a team that I wouldn't want to see in a, in a, in a series. Right, no matter what seed I am, I don't want to play them. I don't want to play them, bro. I don't. You got, you got two defensive, you got two defensive, you know, menaces. Like you got Alvarado, who's going to, who's going to absolutely annoy your best guard, and then your best overall player, whoever it is, Herb Jones is going to be in their face. Right. Um, and then you got to deal with trying to stop 
three, you know, three essentially three offensive juggernaut kind of players, like a CJ McCollum, who he he'll get his twenty, you know, just playing his game, just you know, calm mid range jumpers, and you know, right. dropping passes off. Brandon Ingram, get buckets on you. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Season, like when the Blazers actually made the conference finals, it was CJ who got them past Denver. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. CJ is no joke. Ingram last year, last year's playoffs was going crazy. And as you mentioned, Zion, Zion was uh, shooting, scoring 27 a game, shooting like 60% from the field. Like, yeah, bro, easy. It was interesting, very interesting. Scary, bro. I wouldn't want, yeah, that scary. Right. Like, that's one of the things I'm watching the most in terms of like games that I watch. Like, Definitely yeah. Watch a lot of yeah. Yeah. And then Minnesota, the difference between like Minnesota up front scares me even more. But the problem is their bench is not nearly as threatening. Mm-hmm. Like, and also their coaching isn't nearly as threatening either. Because with like with them, I don't know how the hell they may they managed to retain D'Angelo Russell even though he hasn't been you know the best version of himself you were able to keep D'Angelo Russell Anthony Edwards proved last year that he's a monster and that he that he can be a monster I'll say like offensively he could be a very serious problem in the playoffs if given the, ch- the chance uh, Rudy Gobert, we know what kind of player he is defensively. He's going to make them much, much better defensively. Like they're going to, it's going to be damn near night and day defensively if they do things right. And then the question is two questions for me with this team specifically: one, bench; two, what cat are we going to get? And 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 are we going to get a cat that actually? can do something in the playoffs. All right, because this is like this is gonna be new territory for him where he doesn't have to be the rim protector. He can actually just do what he wants to do, which is play the four. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so yeah. It's being being a four more so more so fits his his game which to his credit. So mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know what we're gonna see. It's gonna be a new version, honestly I think. Also I think it's going to be a. It, it's also a change of perspective from the sense that this team isn't looked upon as a team that is an afterthought or a team that isn't supposed to do anything anymore. Like there are now going to be expectations. And again, I think Ant Man proved that he can play under the lights, and that. When the moment shines brightest, he can step up. Like he he dropped, he was dropping 40 on the Grizzlies and doing his damn thing. So Anthony Edwards is gonna be one of those dudes. And he's he's a I think he's gonna really put his stamp on this league next year. It's just gonna be about if Cat is going to finally step up. And can they get any help from D'Angelo as well? Like, will he rise back up? Because he was kind of quiet in the playoffs, if I'm being honest. Yeah, for sure. He he, he struggled. Definitely struggled. Or we talked about, you know, the teams we think that are kind of playoff blocks. We ended up talking about eight teams, more or less. 
So, wow, what do we what do we think about the I call them the play in hopefuls, the Lakers and the Blazers. What do you what do you think about those two teams? I don't even want oh man, I don't even want to talk about them teams. <laughs> Let's make it quick, but no, no, that's okay. It is what it is, and and don't sleep on Sacramento. Yeah, I, I, I I'm always a, a believer in the Kings, but I put them in another tier, which I call trying their best. I'll sleep on Sacramento now. Trying the, the Kings roster is just I don't know. The Kings can do something. I mean, realistically, this is not a bad roster when you look up and down. You've got Harrison Barnes. You've got it's not enough. Yeah, it's definitely not enough, but they have they have more depth than the damn Lakers do. I can tell you that. Yeah, I will say that. And I yeah. if if I'm if I'm taking a team, I'm almost compelled to say that I would take the Kings roster at this point if I was a coach or somebody looking for a job because it's a lot less of a mess and it's a lot more that you can do with it. You've got you've got Demonis. Huh? You get Murray. He's going to be Keegan, yeah, Keegan Murray is going to be a problem at the wing position, 6'8", forward. Mm-hmm. Got Demonis Sabonis, Malik Monk, Davion Mitchell, off, a.k.a. off night. You've got Kevin Horder, who's a, who's a knockdown shooter. Rashawn Holmes, a, 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 um, a solidified veteran. De'Aaron Fox, obviously. Harrison Barnes. Like they've got some players now. Uh Terrence Davis. He's a solid player. He's a solid guard. Six four guard. Solid. He can get you around 10 points a game. Uh facilitate a little bit. Like they they are offensively. If Mike Brown implements the right system. They could be good offensively. They could definitely be good offensively. The question mark for me is what are they going to be able to do defensively? Like Harrison Barnes is okay. He's a he's a solid defender, and so is off night. But defensively is where my question marks lie there. Right. Like realistically, if you just look up another roster, the third best defender on the team might be a rookie. Yeah. Second or third might be a rookie, which is Keegan Murray. So I was just, hmm. They have, they have hope, though. I do. I want them to make the playoffs so bad. I want to see De'Aaron Fox on that stage. Sabonis is an all-star. He's like the last pick in the all-star draft every year. But every he, year, bro. But he get there. He gets there, though. He gets there, though. He will get you a quiet 20 and 10. Very quiet 20 and 10. But he... Well, he's nice though. He get you shit. He get you twenty ten and five. Yeah, damn yeah, near like double. He's like a poor man, a poor man's Jokic. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. He's he's like, all right. I can't have Jokic. I want somebody like Jokic. Right, I'll take him. That's what I want. Yeah. That's that's that's, right. that's 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 literally that's literally what he is. But he's good though. He's damn sure good and. Yeah. It was it was an interesting move for them to see them you know go that route to get him. So I want to see what they do for sure. All right. So as I mentioned, we have our eight teams. 
I'm going to list them off real quick. Clippers, Warriors, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Mavs, Grizzlies, Pelicans, and Suns. No particular order. But of those eight teams, which one do you think is most likely to miss? And which team of the, of the Lakers, Blazers, and Kings do you think is likely to take their playoff spot? <laughs> I would, Okay. Right off the bat, I'm going to say the most likely team to take the spot as much as I hate to say it, it would be the Lakers. Because, <laughs> again, you got LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis. They, they have probably the least deep roster of the Kings, Blazers, and Lakers by far. Like, their, their roster is their, and their roster construction is awful, god awful. But right. with that being said, it's LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. They should be able to. If if I if I'm trusting any of those teams, I'm trusting that team because of that dynamic alone. Right. And that <laughs> those three are Hall of Fame players, and they should be able to figure it out. Okay. Now. Of those teams that I could expect to miss the playoffs, now that's a good question because I believe that most of these teams are shoo-ins. But if I were to if I were to pick a team specifically, I would have to go with the Minnesota Timberwolves for, for two reasons. Number one, coaching. Chris Finch has shown me that in specific situations. He can be out coach and out maneuver. And also, Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns have both had moments in the playoffs where they've sold big time. Number mm-hmm. a number of moments where they've sold or have not shown up in key situations with whether it be with leads or without leads. Yeah. Especially. And Rudy Gobert know this better than anybody, especially when you're a team with high expectations. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. This is the first time that Cat will be in a position where he has expectations. And if I were to suspect that anybody would sell, it would be <laughs> them. Because... When I go down the list, Golden State, no, I don't think so. I don't think Steph Curry and Klay Thompson would allow that to happen, especially with the depth and experience that they have. The Clippers, if if Kawhi and or Paul George are healthy, like if, if, if both of them are healthy, it's a shoe win. I don't think that they – I don't even think that they're competing for a play-in. Mm-hmm. We've seen Jokic without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. I don't think there's a way in hell that Jokic is missing the playoffs at this point. Same thing with Luka Doncic. He mm-hmm. has we, we've we've lamented at nauseum the fact that he doesn't have any help or that he has very little help. And this might be the most help he's ever had. I don't think that there's a chance that he misses the playoffs either. The Phoenix Suns, as much of a mess as they've as they've been, they've won what sixty games two years in a row. 
Yeah, that's what I like. <laughs> I, I think they went. I think they managed to win at least fifty-five. And Chris Paul, again, like mentally, I feel like Chris Paul and Devin Booker wouldn't allow them to sell, missing a whole playoff spot. Like just going down the list, I just can I can see where Minnesota mentally because it's all about the mental the talent again like if we were going pound for pound with talent anybody can do it like any of those eight teams realistically could do it but i think it's about the mental and it's about matchups but i would i would definitely have to go with minnesota and what what, what would your pick be for the the playing te- the, the playing team that we're thinking of right now to make it and then also the eight teams that we have as the top eight to miss. What do you what do you what are your thoughts? I gotta go with the Lakers as well. I feel like the Blazers are just mid city. Like they're just mid <laughs> Dame is a great player. But we gotta see how he looks coming back from us surgery and all that. But everything else is mid. Josh Hart is cool, I guess. Jeremy Grant is cool, I guess. They're all like mid-tier starter level. And that's just not gonna cut it. Anthony Simons has some room to grow, though, so we'll see. But, yeah, that's about it on them, really. Uh, Lakers, like you said, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Despite the fact that the roster is both mismatched in terms of fit and, like, there's there's just not enough talent there. I don't know how to play it. There's just not enough talent around them. They can't – everyone's, like, okay at everything. (laughs) No one's really good at anything aside from Pat Bev, you know, not including LeBron, Anthony Davis, and – Russell Westbrook. Like, aside from Pat Bev, no one's, like, really good at anything. Um, but they had those three dudes. Those three dudes do big-time things. Even though Westbrook had a bad year, I don't imagine that this next season will be as bad. But moving on from them, it's just really difficult to answer this question here. For me, at this point, it comes down to, like, which team gets an unlucky injury bug. And that leaves me with two possible contenders. And that is the Clippers, because Paul George and Kawhi can just never be healthy, and the Pelicans. And I'm going to go with the Pelicans, because if Zion gets hurt again, that, you know, things can start, things can just fall apart real quickly with the Pelicans in terms of a couple injuries. So I just think it would be them. But I just think it purely, and any of these teams fall out purely because of injury rather than, like, lack of talent or inability to make it work or something. I think it's just, it would just be held. Like last year, the Clippers, only reason why they didn't make it is because Kawhi missed the whole year. Paul George missed a lot of the year. And then he missed the playing game. Like, I think those two teams are most likely. While I do not think the Clippers are the favorite in the West, I also think they're the most likely to miss the playoffs. One of the most likely to miss the playoffs because the players that make them the favorites can't stay healthy. At this stage, of their careers. That's a fair. That's a fair point. I I, I like that point. Yeah, and I, and I th- I definitely think that with the Clippers specifically, the injury bug is something that they're going to have to manage. And Kawhi coming back off of a year layoff, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting because like you you missed a whole year of basketball. And you're expected to come back. And like it it is kind of bold to say that he's supposed to come back and they're supposed to just be favorites to come out of arguably the most loaded West we've had ever. 
because right now, in terms of talent, I think that there's more parity than there's ever been. Yeah, for sure. I agree. When you look up, look when you look up and down. So it is kind of a bold thing to to say, but you know, you know, I I think that again, as you said, like even half a season with Kawhi and Paul George, I think they could win. They could they could manage to win fifty games. Like I I just think that Ty Law, like Ty Lue, really has it. And I think again, this season more than anything is going to come down to decisions chess matches coaching the talent is there as so many like everybody has talent there's so much talent floating around in this league it's going to come down to how you you know you utilize your talent and the lineups you use and the timeouts that you call the the different things that you call in key situations what matchups you look to set up, et cetera. And I can go on, but it's just, it's really going to be a chess match. And so I think that with, with Ty Lu being the coach as well, that gives him a, ter- a terrific chance. Even if one of those players managed to go down again, which I really hope that does, I pray it doesn't happen because I want to see the Clippers this right. year. Gotcha. I feel that. But yeah, thanks for, uh, being ready for them. you were, I know I caught you off guard with that one, but I just thought it was an interesting thought exercise. It makes sense though. No, it may, it makes sense. It's a good it, it is a good exercise because it is this could happen. It happens every year. Yeah, every single year. And like it's if the Lakers made a couple of small adjustments, they could actually have something with the roster. Mm-hmm. And I my goodness like and I've said this I've said it before and I'll say it again the moment they move LeBron James back to point guard things will get a lot better in LA they don't I don't get it I really don't I really don't get it like you won a championship averaging with him averaging 25 and 10 and then you just said I'm going to go away from this forever for Dennis Schroeder and Russell Westbrook. And it's like, no, like that, that one core decision to get rid of LeBron at the point guard spot has had very, very catastrophic ramifications. And like the things that it's done to like, they've, they've, pretty much torn apart everything that they've had that they had because of their lack of commitment to LeBron at the point guard spot. And I I don't know if it's a thing of LeBron not wanting to play point guard per se. Yeah. But my God, like, for example, if they don't like if, if LeBron says, all right, I'm the point guard here, it won't make sense to have me and Russell both trying to play the point guard and they got DeMar DeRozan. Right. And that would have been great because A, DeMar DeRozan is a little cheaper. So you probably could have got more to help you. And B, DeMar DeRozan is, is, a, is a guy who's just like, okay, just give me the ball in crush time. The kind of player 
that LeBron has played with in his past where it's like, all right, let me just go get a bucket when right. you're trying to get a bucket. Right. There's a, cert- a certified bucket who can hit a shot from pretty much anywhere. DeRozan can shoot three. I feel like he can shoot, make threes, more threes if he wanted to, but he likes to fuck you up in the mid-range, and that's just that. Mm-hmm. Westbrook just likes to drive uh, head down to the rim or chuck up some ill-advised mid-range. <laughs> he probably had no business taking it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's bad. I would say he's an ex- the Westbrook. I would call it the Westbrook experience. Like you know, it worked. It's worked out great for him in the past. Obviously, MVP, blah blah blah. But it is an experience. Very much so. And I want to see what Darvin Ham does to try to maximize this situation because it's a mess. It's one hell of a mess. And like. You could trade the two those two picks and probably land a Buddy Heald and a Miles Turner, which I think is would make you Miles better. Like if they had, you know, for example, a Miles Turner, um, Anthony Davis, Pat Bev, Buddy Heald, and LeBron lineup, that would work terrifically, I feel like. They just would have no depth whatsoever. Right. So, and they still don't have any depth now. So it's, 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 it's awful. <laughs> Speaking of awful, I think we would be remiss to not bring up Victor Wembanyama and the absolute tank show that's going to occur. <laughs> and I kind of call the Rockets a young upstart team, but I don't know if they'll, I don't think they'll be tanking in the sense of trying to get victory. They're going to suck. But the Jazz, Thunder, and Spurs are, are going to be in an old time race to the bottom. <laughs> old time race to the bottom for those three teams. Right? Why do you think? Why do you think Chet not playing this season? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yo, imagine Chet and Victor on the same team though. That would be wicked. Like Wembyana looks like a Pokuchewski. Like you know, they they he looks like what they wish Poku was um, right. Like he looks like the idea of Poku, like materialized in a ba- actual basketball player. Mm-hmm. Plus, like four inches or five inches. So, yeah. I mean, I don't much to say about those teams. They're gonna be some shit. But the Spurs look like a bunch of a bunch of role players. I feel bad for Pop. That's all I got to say. I feel bad for Pop because it's just like, damn, like, you've had all of this talent for so long. And you've been in contention for so long. And now you're basically left with nothing. They know what they're doing now. They traded DeJounte Murray for nothing. They knew what they was doing. Pop knows mm-hmm. Pop knows what's going on. He signed, yeah. off, he signed off on it for sure. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get Victor. Right, he seen one Victor highlight. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I need this. <laughs> Just do what you can. Make this happen. Yeah, Victor. You got Utah. Where if they land Victor, that would be crazy. Because right. this man, Danny Ainge, would be in heaven. Mm-hmm. Building a team around a guy like Victor, uh, what's his name, Win, uh, Wimbenyama? 
Yeah, one million yards. Something like that. If, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. This. This definitely going to be a race to the bottom, and I think that also what'll be interesting too for me is that there will be some teams that are probably going to try to fight for a playoff spot early, like maybe the Kings and mm-hmm. the Blazers, and if they see it going uh, south, they might bail too. Right. Right. Or even like uh six of the West. Like let's say LeBron and Anthony Davis are hurt. Some of which, you know, happened a couple of times. Happened for a little bit last year. If that happens, why would they not just blow it up and just be like, yeah, don't come back? <laughs> we gotta get the, we, we we will be we'll be good next year once we get this young man. Just take a load off. So just a lot of teams could like really you don't know what could happen with uh the uh, potential of getting this this young man on your team. Now, with the Lakers, do they even have their pick? Because oh, I don't think they right. have a pick. No. They don't, so they can't even do that. Never mind. Yeah, they can't even do that. The Lakers ain't got no choice but to win. Right. Never mind that. You're right. I forgot they traded everything under the sun. They gave up everything under the sun. Yeah. So it would probably be You'd have Utah, which actually, if I'm being honest, Utah is not a bad, like, squad. Yeah. I think the Spurs are the worst team right now. They were already the most boring team in, in, in sports. Right. Oh. Now they're, boring. now they're boring and absolutely horrible. <laughs> Their roster is painful to look at. Like, you know... You know when you play in 2K and you go on those old school teams and then you go down the bench and it be, it just be like James Johnson and um uh, <laughs> the Smith brothers, that's all I like to call them. <laughs> yeah, Vincent uh uh Vincent Carlton and just ran <laughs> this random just random AI players just to fill out the roster. Yeah, that's literally this team right now, bro. Oh my god, Gorgie Jang. Oh, Alize Johnson. Oh man, Doug McDermott. <laughs> Doug McDermott for All Star twenty twenty three. Let's get it. Oh my god, this roster is pathetic. All right, they got. Oh no. Uh I mean you got Malachi Branham and Jeremy Sohan in the draft. Mm-hmm. But this is oh my god. Like the best player on the roster is probably Keldon Johnson, and then you followed by Yoka Pelt. Right. Ooh, this roster is bad. Oh my god. Yeah, there's there's no hope there. Yeah. And uh, the Rockets should be fun again. Yeah, this should be fun. I'm big on Jabari Smith. So why don't we wrap it up here with our last? All right, let's wrap it up on a positive note. What is something you're looking forward to in the Western Conference? Parody. The thing that I've highlighted. Parody. I think that again, like. And all parity and health. I'll put it, I'll put it that way. Parity and health, because this probably should be the most healthy 
season that we've had in a while of just like star players being at full strength, being able to go mano and mano and compete. And again, as I said, there's at least eight teams that have championship level talent, but it's just about who is going to make the right decisions in the right moments. That's going to make a difference. Like I think that right now, if you put any team in this conference against another team, there's no team that I'm looking at and I'm saying, oh, it's a sweep. Oh, it, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I can legitimately sit here and say that every team, every series should be six games between the, the teams that we look at as the top eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely can see a sweeper. Not a sweep, excuse me. I can see, you know, an underdog victory or two, an upset. That's the really important thing. An upset or two. In this uh, first round this year in the West, yes. Because like you know, let's say the Grizzlies are like the six seed. They were the they were the two seed last year. It's not like they got worse. You know, they could upset somebody up top. I can see them upsetting a Clippers team or getting getting their get back on a Warriors team. You know what I mean? Oh damn! Hell yeah! I could see. I could see a Mavericks team coming out, getting they get back. I could see Minnesota getting theirs. I could see New Orleans getting they get back against right. against the Suns. So it again, yeah, it's just it's so much parody. And every series is really gonna come down to like the final few plays, I feel like. Word. Okay. I think for me, what I'm looking forward to. I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to a, a couple of teams, like team specific wise. But I would say the Nuggets. I want to see what they can do now that they have Jamal Murray, Michael Porter back. In addition to getting KCP and Bruce Brown, I think those two dudes on the, you know, for wing defenders is very, very helpful and covering up a couple of their, you know, covers up some of their biggest, their biggest issues for me. Like I was, their perimeter defense is always a bit weak, and KCP. KCP and Bruce Brown, you know, they're known to, they're known to be guarding the better players on the other teams. So seeing that, and they can both spot up and hit hit you know long long bombs from Jokic. So I just am excited to see what the Nuggets do this year. Like I really really want to see them make a bigger run. I think it'll be interesting to to, get, to watch Jokic get to a finals. And hey, Bruce Brown could play make too, so mm-hmm. he's going to help in that way as well. He's played. One through four throughout mm-hmm. his career. Like when he was on the Pistons, he was their point guard for a long stretch. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him to see him really get a lot of time and a lot of minutes in that, mm-hmm. that roster. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. And this will be the first time that we really get to see Denver at full strength since the since the bubble. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, that is true. Because they didn't have Michael Porter Jr. the year after the bubble, and then Jamal Murray got injured, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or did they have Michael Porter? No, they had Michael Porter when Jamal Murray was hurt, I think. He was shit in the bed. Mm -hmm. And then he got hurt. Yeah, then he got hurt, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, okay, this would be the first time that they have Jamal Murray since – the end of like since like the regular season after the bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I definitely would love to see some playoff basketball with Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Jokic, and the role players that they've added. I would definitely love to see that. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm excited all the way around for the West. Right. All right. Why don't you get us out of here, bro? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's it for today's episode of Game Time. This is Jamir, co-hosted by Zach. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. We always appreciate y'all. Very excited for season three and what season three will bring. You can follow us on Instagram at GameTime underscore podcast, Twitter at GameTime underscore ZMJ, and Facebook with at GameTime with ZMJ. You can use these platforms to stay up with our content, to you know get a hold of us, talk to us, let us know how you feel about our episodes and everything else. You can find the podcast on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms that you may want to utilize. We can't wait to talk more basketball on game time.